Hi, this is Jamie Penwell from the Wright State Guard. Hi, this is Natalie Cunningham. Hi, this is Maxwell from the Wright State Guardian. Do you have a moment to answer a few questions? Wright State Guardian, Alexis speaking. This is Roxanne Racer from the Wright State Guardian. This is Shadi from the Guardian. How are you doing today? Hi, this is Claire the Wright State Guardian. From the newsroom of the Wright State Guardian, this is Radio Report. The views and opinions of Radio Report do not reflect the views and opinions of WWSU Radio, Wright State University, or their entities. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Radio Report. It's been a minute now. I am Marissa, and I'm here with Mackenzie and Natalie. So we are back, and we are coming at you from remote locations. I personally am in my bedroom, so we're making it happen still. (laughs) Yes, even though we are not allowed to meet face-to-face, we are still bringing you the great content of Raider Report, no matter how we have to do it. Yes. And I I don't know about you guys, but I super miss being in the office. Oh, I really definitely do. Yeah, me too. I have not been out of my house and seen anyone besides my family for two weeks. Ugh. And if you know me, you know that I am in pain right now because of it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going a little stir crazy just sitting in my house all day. Yeah, it's definitely, um, there's been a lot of Netflix and taking pictures of my dog and TikTok and all of the things to keep me from being all by myself. Yeah, honestly, I'm surprised Zoom hasn't uh, broken yet. Right, (laughs) I know. people that are using it. How are your guys' classes going? Doing a lot through Zoom? Um, actually, (laughs) none of my classes have been going through Zoom. Like, all of my classes, it's just like a, here's what you have to get done, like, have it done before class starts. None of my classes meet at a specific time anymore. One of my classes uses Zoom, and it's, um, it's my foreign language class, and it is pretty, it's pretty hard. I'm... I don't do well learning online personally anyway, just because I'm more motivated and I feel like I'm learning the information better if I'm in a face-to-face classroom setting. Agreed. Being online is, is really hard. And I just, I feel like I don't know where I am at this point. I don't know what's going on really. Yeah, I feel that I'm taking an ASL class. That's what my online one is that uses Zoom. Yeah, and so basically my instructor, like, posts videos of herself, like, signing the vocabulary and then just, like, gives us assignments out of the book. But it's really a struggle because for ASL, you have have to have people to practice with, and you kind of lose that when you're not meeting in class. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, what, two weeks now since we've switched to this format, and it's definitely a lot of trial and error. Yeah. It's a lot of adjustments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so one of the articles that I want to talk about today um, was written by Roxanne. She's over at um, the Lake Campus, and she did an article about how uh, online classes are affecting the students and professors over there, and I thought that was really neat. Um, so she, <laughs> one of the things that she put into her articles 
was that students should have a routine and take a shower and get out of their pajamas, which I thought was really good to put in there because um, I think what, and another one of the articles that I'm working on currently is about staying motivated, um, especially because I think that's something that's really difficult when you're taking all online classes. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good point because I am really motivated by like, even when I am doing all of the normal things and like going to class and stuff, I definitely like have to get dressed up and like shower obviously and do my hair and everything just to kind of feel better about myself in general. So doing that when you're even at home and like I get ready to go and like sit at my desk, which is like two feet away from my bed, but that helps me to actually Mm -hmm. accomplish things. Yeah. And another thing that I really liked about the article was that um, she not only got the perspective of students, but she got um, some quotes from professors as well. So I'm going to read one of the quotes. It says, I normally spend months putting together an online class and I've just done four in four days. And that's from Dr. Christine Junker. And she was an English professor over at the Lake Campus. So um, I just think it's really amazing that some of these professors, you know, they had four days to move all of their classes online. So that was obviously like a huge thing for them. And so I think it's honestly really impressive that they've gotten their classes to the point that they are. Yeah, seriously. I think we're as students we're a little caught up in what we're going through but obviously this affects the professors too and they're doing a big adjustment as well so definitely props to them for that yeah Yeah, I I kind of just have to remind myself when I get frustrated if a professor isn't doing something that I wish they were doing or I don't think they're doing enough you know they're doing a lot too but also you know if you need something from your professor it's definitely a good idea to idea to ask them about that and communicate yeah we are all going through it <laughs> so my one of the articles that i wrote last week also has to do with that it was um everyone all students sort of got an email from president sue edwards about how our physical connection and the lack of doesn't mean that we can't connect with each other. And this is, this was a really nice, like inspirational thing to get in the middle of the week. And some of us are going through a little bit of a slump. So it's always good to hear from our administration and kind of get the recognition that we are all going through this. So it's been, it was nice to hear from her and get that like a little bit of a a thank you. And we will get through this. Yeah, definitely. I really appreciated um, the fact that, you know, she took the time to send out that video to us and um, to really address our concerns and say, look, like, I understand this is hard, but I believe in, you know, the Raider pride and, you know, we are right state, like we're going to get through this. And she, it seems like she has, you know, a lot of faith in us as students and that we're going to get through it. So that was really encouraging to hear. Yeah, Yeah, I think really great that we're all sticking together through this because even though we're all you know kind of self-isolating and staying away from each other with the benefits of technology we don't have to be completely cut off from each other and as long as we all just remember that we're all going through the same thing at the same time I think we can get through this yeah absolutely are you guys like staying in touch with your friends like through zoom because that's something that I've been doing yeah 
I have been FaceTiming my friends more than I ever have before. I normally don't do phone calls or anything, but I like, I've gotten to the point where I need like an accountability buddy where I'm like, okay, this is what all I have to do. And I'm going to call you back and we can go over what we actually did accomplish and what we still need to accomplish just to keep each other like actually on top of what we're supposed to be doing. But also like fun conversation too. Like I've been just like there's that Netflix streaming party website and trying to plan fun things like that just to keep yourself connected. Yeah, I love that. I think it's really important, especially to be intentional about you know, making that, scheduling that phone call with a friend, or even just like you said, holding each other accountable, because let's be real, getting your work done when you do not leave your bedroom is extremely difficult. Yeah. I have, um, dang it, I lost it. Yeah, so the video also talks about, like, faculty reaching out to students and how that's critical right now in a time like this. And I think that's a good point, too. Like, I've been having some really real conversations with my professors that are like, okay, we're going to try this Zoom call. But to be honest, I don't really think it's working and we're just going to kind of work through it together. So I think being really transparent in this time, but also still building on each other and everything is really important. Yeah, and honestly, from my standpoint, I think my professors are doing a really good job of being straightforward about everything and saying, look, if this isn't working, then we will find something else that works. Um, having the class take surveys like to get our opinions about how she wants to transition different assignments to online, just that sort of thing, just making sure that um, the adjustment goes well for everyone. Mm-hmm. So I interviewed um, several students who um, lived in the dorms or campus apartments um, to get their opinions on being asked to move out. Initially, I interviewed them on their feelings of being allowed to stay while other universities were asking students to leave. Um, But then uh, things got more severe uh, with outbreaks. So They were asked to leave, so I asked how they were feeling about that, and I got, for the most part, most students agreed that this is the right step for the university to be taking and for, you know, everyone else to be taking to try to, you know, isolate, self-isolate, and protect yourself and stay safe. Some students were a little concerned about uh, refunds for their meal plans or their housing payments. But for the most part, they're all pretty uh, satisfied with the way it's going, even though it is convenient to have to move out unexpectedly, especially if you don't live in state or you live far away or, you know, maybe you have things going on at home. But there's not really anything that can be done. If things were going as scheduled with uh, 2020, they would not have been asked to move out. So we just have to make do with what's going on. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think the university has said anything about refunds. I know um, several people in our newsroom have reached out 
to try to see if that is going to be a possibility. And so far they have replied with, this is something we're working on. We do not have a definitive answer yet. That sort of thing. So we're still waiting on comment from the university about whether there will be refunds or not. As you were saying about some of the students agreed, some of the students disagreed. I've heard responses from a few students. They don't have anywhere else to go if they completely kick everyone out of housing because I think with the way things are looking, this outbreak is going to get worse. It's going to peak before the end of the semester. We're not going to be going back. You know, it's all online. And at this point in time with housing, they haven't kicked everyone out, but they have to go through more approvals to stay. And some of those students, they don't have anywhere else to go. So I think the university needs a program or steps in place to help those students. Maybe they could figure out a way for students who need to stay to like space them out several like rooms down hallways um, in the dorms or something like that to try to keep distance in between students. So they're not all in such close contact because I lived in the dorms last year and I know that it's pretty it's pretty tight spacing in there. You you do run into a lot of people in the common areas and the hallways and the stairwells and stuff like that. So maybe something like that because yeah, there are a lot of students that don't have anywhere else to go and college is really their only housing option at this time. Yeah, I think it also going back to the refund thing, it does say a lot that we are even like the administration is trying to really accommodate students the best they can in this time because obviously a lot of people you said they don't have anywhere else to go but you can't really stay here given the circumstances so it's nice that they're like still actively trying to help with that and the same thing I know the option to do pass fail is another big topic so that's we're kind of all going through it and trying to figure it out along the way Yeah, that was another story that has been developing for a while, the option of the pass unsatisfactory grade. I've been working on this story for a while now, a week or two actually, because originally once we were moved to online classes, a petition was started and it was started by a Wright State student and they wanted to change all classes for all students to a pass-fail system. And this petition was spreading around social media and it started to make some people upset because um, some people felt like it was unfair and it was gonna mess up their GPA. One quote from a student, some are working on capstones, raising their GPA and working hard to get the most out of their classes that their professors have worked tirelessly to create. I encourage students to think on this subject and make an educated decision before signing something that could change so much for so many. So some of these students felt very passionately about not having this pass-fail. And so the petition eventually reached about 500 signatures, and then it was closed, and we didn't really hear much more about it. Later, other colleges, Ohio State started an opt-in, opt-out grading system, where students could choose if they wanted their classes to be on a pass-fail grading system or a GPA grading system like usual. And other universities like Smith and Duke and MIT were doing that as well. And then just this past week, we got a university email about Wright State joining some of these other universities. But as far as our system, it's a little bit different. A student can go into Wings Express even after 
our course grades are final in May, and they can choose for each individual course whether they want to keep their A, B, C, D letter grade or if they want to have a pass or fail grade for that class. So I think that's, I mean, personally, out of all the options that I've seen, this one is one of the best because, first of all, you get to choose for each individual class whether you want to use a grading scale or a pass-fail. And you get Mm -hmm. to wait until your grades come out. So you can say, oh, I don't have a very good grade in that class. I'll just go to a pass-fail system for that one. So, I mean, I'm honestly really impressed with the way the university handled it. I am too. And like, I understand the, where the frustration was for a lot of other students, but personally, I, I'm pretty happy with where my GPA is now. And after this semester, I don't know if I will be because it's been hard. It's been a little bit of an adjustment. So I really like the thought of having that option. And I didn't even think of, I didn't even consider that being an option when like seeing that petition circulating and everything, it was just a whole lot of what ifs. I agree. I really like this system. I think that it is really individualized to each student because I know some students who are, their GPAs were not great last semester and they need this semester to get their grades up and they're doing well. So if they went to a pass-fail system, they would pass all their classes, but it wouldn't improve their GPA any. But whereas my GPA is, is really good right now and I'm a little worried about having all online classes since I I don't typically do well in them and having, you know, the, the adjustment period and trying to figure everything out. I'm a little worried about what this could do to my GPA. If some of my classes don't go as well as I anticipate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So what have some of your teachers been doing or not been doing that you wish they would or wouldn't do? I mean, personally, for me, I wish, like, some of my teachers haven't been really giving much online instruction. We're not doing classes over Zoom, and they're not really giving us the lectures that we would have gotten in class. So, personally, I think some of my classes, you know, they lack that in-class instruction. But some of my other classes, the teachers have done a great job transitioning it to online, and I feel like I'm not losing anything. What about you guys? I think I've had a little bit of a half and half situation with that too. Like some of my classes are more like, okay, we have this big project we're working on and it'll be due in two weeks and that's all I hear about it. And then others, like I have like the Monday, Wednesday Zoom class and regularly do assignments. So I feel like I am pretty well versed in both, which I honestly prefer it that way because if all of my classes were that scheduled, I think I would probably be more prone to slacking off yeah honestly I think if I had more zoom scheduled classes I think it would honestly stress me out more right because I would be devoting you know more time to that and then more time to homework and but I mean it just depends I don't have any classes on zoom so I don't really know what that's like I wish I had maybe for some of my classes I wish they were on zoom Like, I have some literature classes that I'm taking, and I feel like I'm kind of missing, like, the class discussion about what we're reading, Um, which we're doing discussion posts on Pilot, but it just doesn't really, like, feel the same. But it is nice to have, like, everyone's thoughts, and I can go back to it, and I can reread what everyone's discussion was and, like, what they're talking about. 
so that's nice. So there's there's pros and cons to each way. I'm I'm okay with how my classes are right now. I'm just gonna get through it and hope for the best. Yeah, I I feel that with you. One of my classes is being conducted solely over Facebook. Oh. And honestly, it's working really well. Like we do our respective reading on our own, and then we come in at a certain time on Facebook, and we all. Um, type up our discussions and reply to other people and it's actually going really really well that's I like it's a really good idea I would not have thought of using Facebook for a class that's really like it's really creative so my other article from last week was a Dayton's not dead it's a little bit different because restaurants and bars were also mandated to close recently so what I did for this past week was take a list of previous places I have visited for the Dayton's Not Dead section and kind of evaluated what their plan was for like carryout options and everything. So just to give people an idea of what they can still be eating without eating out in this place and kind of having that little sense of normalcy and being able to have those familiar meals. Yeah, that's really cool. I know especially like before this all happened, like I had a job at a restaurant and you know I'm no longer um, working at that job but I think it's really cool that even though bars and restaurants are shut down they're still able to give people a little bit of that this sense of normalcy like you can still carry out and you can still you know order that pizza and have pizza on a Friday night or order your favorite Chinese takeout and still have that kind of in your life even though everything else is changing. Right one of my favorite ones to talk about was 571 Grill. And I really liked that article when it came out as my original Dayton's Not Dead. And they actually were offering curbside and carryout service. And I think some delivery during certain times. And they were offering a free roll of toilet paper with every order. So that was funny because we all have heard about how toilet paper has been nowhere to be found for weeks now. So they have their own little custom toilet paper that was wrapped with their logo and it was like to help get through the crappy time. So it was just a little bit. Of- <laughs> yeah. Really- I love that. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. They've run out now, but obviously still getting their carryouts worth it because their food is delicious. Um, one of the articles that I wrote last week was about how to fact check news or articles that you see online. I know that like, I'll just be scrolling through my Facebook feed and I will see so many things that people have shared without, you know, fact checking them or seeing what the sources are or who wrote it or why they wrote it. It's a lot of, a lot of people whom I am friends with on Facebook are my like parents friends or like older people and I know that they fall I've I've noticed they fall victim to it a lot but also younger people younger adults also do and it's really scary that especially in a time where having correct information and news is so important that rumors and false information can spread so easily that we really need to be vigilant about checking and making sure that what we're reading is true and correct and not spreading things that are false or going to induce panic or anything like that, because we already have enough panic. We don't need any more. Right. Yeah, definitely. And I think a lot of that is finding that reliable news source that, you know, you can trust. 
So um, just looking where that yeah, news is I coming from and with, making sure um, that um, you can trust it. Mandy Shannon, who is the head of the Instruction and Research Services Department at the library, and she gave me a lot of good information and insight about how to fact check information that you find. She told me about certain websites that you can use to fact check information and see if it's true. She also told me about different tips for like sharing articles or reading articles, see how relevant they are, see when they were published, see who is publishing them and for what purpose they are. So that was really cool. It was really interesting to learn about and I'm really happy with how the article turned out because I think it's very important to make sure that as consumers of information, we are doing our part to consume good information and true information. I think this article was really helpful and I even learned a lot from it too. So I agree. It was really, and it was a really relevant time for that sort of thing to come out. I'm happy I wrote it. Actually, my mom was the one who suggested I write it. She was like, Natalie, I'm tired of of seeing all kinds of crazy information that I don't know if I can trust on Facebook. You need to write an article about how to fact check it. And I was like, okay, mom, I'm on it. Amen. Mom. All right, Raiders. Thank you for joining us in the comfort of our bedrooms. I hope you all are taking this strange time well. And this has been Raider Report. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Thanks for tuning in. Come back next week.